keep that little little ponytail you got there, Chris. Yes, I'm back at school. Um, I, my classes start tomorrow, which is great. I have a homework assignment nice. to do tomorrow. Um, at 9.15 a.m. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So I'm back. Um, I had really hoped that my uh, model that I designed for my capstone, I would be able to gather all of my data before I went back to school. That was the plan. Yeah, how- How'd that go? Well, you know, it was it was going pretty okay, and then I had to change a bunch of parameters, you know, because, um, because real life <laughs> thing. Mm. Uh, but it's gonna take a while <laughs> to get my results because now what used to run um, in three days mm. uh, runs in like six. Mm. Well, maybe five. We'll say five. Um, I haven't done all the math because it <laughs> will stress me out too much to think about how long this will take. But um, moral of the story is my actual laptop is behind me and it's just going to be perpetually running stuff for the next however long it will take. And Benjamin has very, very kindly lent me his Surface. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. T- okay. A tablet. And so that's what I'm on right now. And um, I just, Microsoft, I just, I, I have, I have, I have a Windows computer. I already use Windows. But boy, howdy, it just sucks, don't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, can't no, can't I relate. I don't like Macs either, but it's like. You can leave. Me, me opening up my Canvas page. Oh, my professor has posted the syllabus. Click, click, open syllabus. Oh no, it's a word. Clickety oh no, click. it's a word document. It opens in uh-huh. Word. I'm like, oh sweet, and I start scrolling through. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I have to do is uh-huh. read this. I'm not interacting yeah, with this. Of course. Trying to scroll through. Um, excuse me. You you do not have a subscription to Microsoft Office. I love that they made oh. Word uh, an Office a subscription. Service. A subscription service. So I was like, okay, what is it going to take for me to be able to open Word documents? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have Google Docs. That's what I'm going to work in. But wait, do you not have like? My memory is that. The university just gives you that. Well, like gives well, you Chris, Office. that would be that would be true, except for the fact that it's already on my other computer, and yeah, don't you have infinite licenses? That probably, I, uh, but I would have to have? log into my account, um, and I tried, and it was like, I'm sorry, this one, this isn't. Choose another one. Um, and then I tried to choose another one and it was like, so you will get one free month and then, um, give us your payment information now. And I was like, I won't cause you'll charge me a hundred dollars in a month if I forget. To- it's a hundred a month? A year, I think, with tax. Um. Every ten days? How else are you going to play Minecraft, Rachel? Oh my god. Oh yeah, also uh, I had to clear, I, I had to golf. clear out the disc on this <laughs> On this tablet, some some discs. Um, oh, what? And what what discs are we clearing off? Like a a this. good, I'm gonna say quarter of this computer uh-huh. was this is pretty was occupied disc right by League of Legends. <laughs> well, well, you need to update it so it can get take over even more of the RAM. Oh, I missed. Thank you for that, Chris. 
Hey, don't worry. I, I got this one. I got this one. Okay, no, I, I got the next one. I got the next one. Um. Nice. But yeah. Nailed it. Oh, I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> On the plus side, I don't think you are the one who's leading today's discussion, right? No, no, I'm not. I think that's Benjamin. Um. How much research did Benjamin do this week? And I if didn't. you open up a 10-page <laughs> Word doc, not Word doc, Google doc. <laughs> if it was a Word doc, yeah, I wouldn't Rachel, open it. Uh, is... Oh, man. Well, first off, I'd like to say that uh, hello and welcome. Um, this is uh, my brother and my brother and me. Ben, this is the why fifth. Why do we have to make references? I'm going to cut it out. That. I'm going to start cutting it out of the <laughs> podcast. It's not even funny at this point. It's his only. It's his only <laughs> point of comparison between between. It's between that and last podcast on the left. Hello, we are Jenny Nicholson. Oh, of course, and, and also the Joe Rogan yeah, experience. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, also, the Carton cast. Um, which I learned is a podcast um, hosted by Ben and Zane. Um, they describe it no. as an eighth grade lit paper of cartoon podcasts. I don't know. Who ben, these you're just are. reading. <laughs> you have to tell us what you're talking about. Hi. So we're relatable content. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the link. Um, so you a nostalgia show about. for a new generation. I'm Ben. Um, and um, I, I'm the host, and here's my two guests. Um, you want to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Chris. I'm Rachel. I'm older. I'm Rachel. I'm the youngest sibling. Sorry, every time we say, like, welcome to relatable content, and then we have our little jingle, it's exactly the same length as um, the... Oh, fuck, what is it? It's the um, constitutional... Uh, debate God, one. Chris. Oh, loser, 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 man. No, 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 no. Trust me, trust me. Because it, 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 like, pants... Okay, yeah. So, welcome to We the People, your weekly show for constitutional debate. And it, like, has the same, like, rhythm to mm -hmm. it as ours and everything. And that's all I think of every time we say our name. And I think it's very funny. Also, uh, We the People has many issues, uh, in my opinion, where... They're just like, ah, oh, man. So we gotta have both sides on here, and like one one person's uh, gonna be saying some uh, pretty pretty wild and crazy things, and just sort of justifying fascism. But like, well, I mean, we're all here in a nice, fun debate. Yeah, no, nice no, Chris, <laughs> equivalent, equivalent sides. God, it's it's that's actually what our podcast does wild. about. Um, you know, just giving a platform to both sides, right? Which is, what's our topic for today again? Well, a great segue, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to manage to talk about our actual topic, like, less than 30 minutes in? Uh, if you guys uh, don't keep going off tangents, we will. Benjamin, you are one to fucking talk. <laughs> Actually, no, I haven't talked much at all yet. But here I go. We're asking you to. <laughs> hey, did you know that you can't close Microsoft Word without closing the dialogue box? <laughs> that's, that's, 
So it's the kid next, kids next door. Uh, we're talking about kids next door. Okay, there it is. There it okay, is. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you. All right. All Finally right, cool. get the platform. So, uh, do you guys, uh, you guys watch this show, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. love Kids Next Door. Nice, nice. Um, I did too. Um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Kids Next Door was uh, created by a guy named um, Mr. Um, Mr. Uh, Burton. He's referred to as Mr. Burton in the. Um, in the, is like, Mr. opening title sequence, um... Is Mr. Burton a character in the show? No, he's okay. he's just the creator. They, they, it's very interesting, actually. They, um, refer to all their, like, creative, um, and, like, uh, executive producers and art directors as, as operatives in, like, the credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Um... We love, we love that. Yes, yes. We love a theme. Uh, but this was a TV show back in the early 2000s on Cartoon Network. Um, all about this um, uh, kind of like guerrilla group of um, organized spy kids um, known as the Kids Next Door um, that were um, like a global and in fact galactic organization, um, as you learn in later seasons. Uh, all six seasons and two movies and two get video games worth of content right there. Uh, but Mr. Burton, uh, Thomas Edward uh Warburton, uh, to be exact. Um, he got his start on Beavis and Butthead. Mm. Um, mm. And then he moved on to uh, the iconic series on Disney called Pepper Ann, which I'd never heard of. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, then he moved on to, um, I believe it was um, Kenny and the Chimp. Why is that familiar? It might be familiar because Kenny and the Chimp is actually the precursor to Codename Kids Next Door. And it appeared in their pilot episode. I need... Sorry, you said Kenny and the Chimp. Kenny and the Chimp, that's right. Well, Kenny and the Dragon comes up. Um, Oh, hi, Tom Kenny. Yeah, yeah, Tom Kenny is a big part (laughs) of uh, Kids Next Door. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, him, uh, Tara Strong also voices a uh, character there as well, as well as Mark Hamill. Um, but we'll get to that in a sec. Tara Strong's just in every animated show. Okay, yeah, She's, I see the art style similarities yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kenny and the Chimp was about a boy who was accompanied by an unintelligent chimpanzee named Chimpy, um, who would create trouble for him in various situations, and in that series that never aired... Uh, there were these kids, uh, those kids next door, as they were referred to, who had their own treehouse and um, uh, fought with um, scary adults. And uh, viewers found that more interesting. So um, as Cartoon Network Yeah, would I would do, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, put together a pilot that um, they would do every peer- so often to like uh, run new shows by... Uh, like audiences so they could vote on which ones would be made into actual TV shows and uh, Kodim Kids Next Door uh, won that round um, and so uh, the rest is rest is history so you've given us a partial synop- plot synopsis of Codename Kids Next Door mm-hmm. um, so 
couldn't name kids next door. They're all kids and they're fighting adults. Like it's specifically, it's like specifically the way that the world is structured in the show. There's like these um, stratified age groups. And once you get old enough, once you age out of kid, um, you become a, like a double agent teenager, right? Teenagers, yeah. Oh, they're not Not double agents. agents. They're just bad. Some of them are actually. There's oh, the, really? the yeah. teenagers next yeah. door is an underground uh, uh, spy organization that infiltrates the teenagers organization. But on the whole, teenagers are on the sides of adults, yes. which doesn't make Does sense. Does not make sense. But well, there if you're over the age of thirteen, you're officially a teen. You have to be de- decommissioned, yeah, uh, which involves yep. a big plunger being uh, placed onto your face and. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, it sucks all the memories, as plungers do. That's actually something that's really interesting about this show. Um, what is? What's uh, what's something very interesting about this show, Ben? <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, it's, um, once I got to take a little swig of water. Oh, oh the my suspense God. All right, so, all right, so, so Kids Next Door, it's a TV show. ba da beep da boop da boo um, so, um, the most interesting thing about this series, I'd say, is its magical realism. Um, okay. So, um, the premise, basically, as Rachel was saying, was that there are these kids that live in tree houses all around the world, um, and beyond, um, who combat adulthood in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And usually their villains are very mundane, um, adults who are dissatisfied with their adult lives, who then take on these personas as really amplified um, uh, aspects of adulthood that kids either fear or uh, do not like and uh, turn that up to like the thousandth degree and make those life or death situations. And in response, these kids um, turn everyday objects as you would as a kid into like fantasy, fantastical items that um, to combat these fantastical fears and problems. Uh, I like your use of fantasy here. Uh, I think Codename Kids Next Door um, sort of shows uh, the line between fantasy and sci-fi. I would argue this is child sci-fi, but I think that fantasy and sci-fi share so much um, in terms of imagination and um, nothing (laughs) actually existing. Um, Codename Kids Next Door, I think... goes farther into fantasy though um because the their apparatuses are truly just like like the plunger thing is like a plunger on like a spring like there's nothing there's no there's no scientific anything behind it but they act like there is Mm. two by four technology it's called two by four Mm -hmm. And if you'll remember, every big type of technology that they build or have in their possession is uh, named an acronym that stands for what it does, as well as the episodes. Um, They're all titled Operation Something acronym that they then spell out into what happens during the episode. I love that. It is fun. Mm -hmm. And to... um, delve deeper into Rachel's point of um, the fantasy sci-fi aspect of the show. It does uh, pull from tons of pop culture. Um, 
like that first episode, in fact. A lot of it is based off of um, uh, 007 and spy movies. Um, so that first episode is, um, I don't know if you guys remember, the pool episode. Um, oh, I truly thought the first episode was the uh, either the lunch lady or the pink eye one. Oh, no. That I... But those are iconic. Um, yeah, I don't know all... why I thought those were the first ones. <laughs> that's that's also something this show is known for. You're you're talking Operation. Pool? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, but it um, says it says uh, on... season four. No, it's Operation P in the O O L. Wait, P in the O L. A rerun of the first pilot. Okay, I see. I see. Okay. Because there is an, an episode called Operation Pool, which is episode, like, 81 or something. Okay, yeah, they, that's they have really, that's lot. really interesting. Oh, sorry, it's season four, episode 43. That's so interesting, um, because uh, Kenny and the Chimp, Diseasy Does It, or Chimpin' Pox, um, episode 9B, and um, no P in the OOL... <laughs> Uh, not episode nine C, um, are both reruns of the first and second pilots, but they're placed in the episode order in the ninth slot. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the uh villains in the no P in the O O L are um, I believe it's Mister Wink and Mister Fib. Yes. Mm, yes. The walrus and like. Guys, um, who were actually loosely based on uh, Bond villains from Diamonds Are Forever, uh, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And they um, have, I believe they even have like a Star Wars episode and like Indiana Jones inspired uh, uh, villains and stuff like that. Oh, Mr. Wink and Mr. Fib were like 100% weird villain husbands, right? They were always together, like um, the delightful children from down the lane. Yes. They were never apart. I don't know if they ever explained why they had horns or yeah, the long yeah. hands. Yeah, it looks like Mr. Wink has walrus tusks and Mr. Fib has um, bull horns. What's up with that? <laughs> Sorry, buffalo horns. What was, uh, did you guys have a favorite villain that they uh, went up against? I could um, rattle some off for you if you, if you the want. One, here's the ones I remember. I mean, obviously, I remember the delightful children from down the lane and father. Yes. And and who are who are those people though? Um, kids who be who be creepy. Um, the delightful children from down the lane is like a group of six. It's always five. Fun. Thank you. Oh, th yeah, that makes sense. Because the five and five. Okay. Um, they're a group of five kids who are siblings, I think, or presented as. Um, and they are not part of KND, Kids Next Door. They instead um, sort of fight Kids Next Door mm -hmm. um, and are controlled by, under the power of, a father. Who is like a shadow figure. Um, and I mean that like he's presented as a silhouette. Um, which is one of my favorite 
um, ways to present your villain in a cartoon series from the early 2000s. Mm. Just a just a silhouette with eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're meant to look like weirdly cult-like. Um, well, they all speak simultaneously. Yeah, like, like a hive. They all move and yeah, very hive-mindy. And they're yeah, they're never apart. They yeah. Got... And there's one kid that always wears a football always wears a football helmet. helmet. Yeah, there's like the twins. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I remember them, of course. Uh, I remember the ice cream man. Uh, yes. Or, like, the ice cream truck. Uh, and if I remember mm-hmm. the um, nurse with the um, pink eye episode. Mm-hmm. Or the lunch lady nurse. I don't remember what she did. I just remember <laughs> it was gross, and I hated that episode very kind of combined. You combined the twist there. She used the crust from the pink eye to make <laughs> the crumble. On for the, the yeah, yeah no that was the grossest <laughs> grossest that was a gross episode, episode yeah that's that's the thing i feel like couldn't kids next door was on thin ice there were so there were so many cartoons you know like, like i'm thinking ed ed and eddie mm. um and i think we were like getting out of the realm of like ren and stimpy and cat dog where it's just like the point is to be gross and weird yeah and getting into um, like other stuff, uh, and I think Kids Next Door was sort of like on the edge of that. They even had a villain called the Common Cold who used his snot to. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hate that. The... <laughs> oh, they, they had a lot of ones. The the Candy Pirates. Uh, oh my yeah. god! Of I course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like Sticky Beard, I think was yes. the leader. Voiced there. by. His beard was just. Um. Tom, Tom Kenny, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Mark Hamill. Really? Wow. Oh, he, he just... I feel like he's just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he he loves those... He loves those cartoon villains, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I always... Oh, so oh. I also really liked uh, Evil Number 4. Negative Number oh, 4. Oh, yes. <laughs> when, that's... Where he just has a go That is actually the pool episode, where they go into the alternate dimension through the pool. Oh! Oh, right! Because at the bottom of the pool... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, can't swim, so he's the last one to exactly. do it and things. Yeah, yeah, I... Um, also, the Toilinator was great. You have to have, like, a bad villain that just can't do anything. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag the box ghost. Oh! Yeah, uh, but is there, a, is there an episode where the box ghost... I'm sorry, the Toilinator gains power um, and suddenly oh, yeah. becomes a threat. <laughs> yep, and becomes like the most powerful one yeah, there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. you love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, and like teams up with the kids next door at some point. Yeah. Like yeah. things. These things write themselves at this point. Um, I just remembered the, like speaking of teenagers mm. um, from earlier, the episode uh, Bra. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. About, like, th- um, the bra armor that teen girls have. Um, Not just teen girls. No, yeah, teen boys also use the bra, the, the B-A-R. What does it say I'm, for it? I'm looking like for it. Te- it's like teen something armor. Something like that. Oh, my God. Tell me... Tell me what it is. B dot ah. R dot. Battle ready armor. 
Thank you. That's it. Yes. Yep. And one thing that I do appreciate about Kids Next Door is that, like, when they invent a thing, they hold on to it. Like, after the Bra episode, you consistently see them mm-hmm. showing up in other episodes with teens and things. And it's like, oh, I know what this is. And they just keep it going. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, uh- my God. Of course. Of course. Oh. Every, every, every Western show has to have a Fantastic Voyage episode. Um, episode, season three, episode 13A, Operation Sprout. Um, number oh, four, yeah. accidentally eats a Brussels sprout, sending the rest of the kids next door on an emergency Fantastic Voyage to stop the vegetable from being digested. Yes. Why do we love that so <laughs> Why do we... Well, it has to do with the hero's journey. Exactly. Really, you know? No, we just... <laughs> Fantastic Voyage came and everyone was like, oh man, this is it. <laughs> this is the one. Oh my god. Oh, speaking of, we should probably talk about the main five. Well, before we do that, I want to touch on uh, Chris's point of continuity. Sweet. Um... Oh, well... That's fair. <laughs> because there was definitely continuity in, like, technology that they use. Mm-hmm. But yes. every episode is pretty much unto itself an encapsulated uh, vignette. Um, as, as Well, I feel like every, it was for a while. As every Monster of the Week mm-hmm. should be. Most episodes are that way. But there are um, instances where one episode connects to the one right after, or they impl- uh, implicate the larger idea behind, like, the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I feel like The Kids Next Door had a very marketed change at one point, because for the longest time in the beginning, it was just the original five. And there was no real serious talk about a Kids Next Door network. Like, they sort of were the Kids Next Door, these five kids. And if anything, I thought that was sort of more relatable to, you know kids in a neighborhood or something they're hanging out they're the group they're gonna have their tree house and not actually coordinate with other groups but then it sort of morphed out to become this whole you know national global intergalactic system and then it's like oh wow so i guess number one you know being number one that like really means something as opposed to just being number one out of five. yeah Even- yeah it means even so more like, in the movie Operation Zero. Do we see that? It, is that the galactic oh God, one? Yeah. Or? No. Oh, well, shit. I don't think that's the galactic yeah. one, but that's that's the one where we find out who number zero yeah. is. And grandfather. <laughs> but yeah, that... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the scale of it. Because... I think, no, sorry, go ahead, Ben. Because you're right, it does make it much more relatable when it's just the five. And you can get really deep in their own stories. But it's also really fun to see how they've expanded the world. Um, like in other, even other parts of the world, it's always a treehouse, but it's always adapted to that climate. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there's one episode where, or a few episodes where you see the Arctic base, and it's a tree under the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the moon base, which is a tree on the moon. Some pretty cool, inventive kinds of plots there. No, yeah, I think that there's this thing that I get, I think just like inevitably happens in this kind of show. 
Um, Because I think that Kids Next Door, like I mentioned, Monster of the Week, Kids Next Door is very much in that sort of vein of, I don't know if there's a word for that for like superhero shows, where it's like villain of the, villain du jour. Like we have a, you know, thing pop up. We take care of it. We have this little like contained arc within an episode and then we move on and we <sighs> may or are you okay oh sorry i'm just um many other things in my life right now are very exhausting and so was that a I, yawn I was, that that was a sigh of exasperation of something that has nothing to do with us or this podcast very good love you very much chris sorry good luck um Thanks. i don't know where i was basically there's this thing that happens where you're doing that for a while and then you're like, oh, we got to get bigger, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's why I'm saying. We like what this we got to do a bigger thing. And then you start making those like big building episodes and you see the, you know, the big bad of the season or whatever and you want to you want to get more collaboration um, and that's where like the other kids come in. Yeah. Speaking of the the big bad um, and the delightful children that you mentioned earlier, uh, you remember that they weren't always delightful children. Oh, In yeah. Operation Zero, spoiler alert, we learned that they were actually the fabled Sector Z, who was who were delightful ties by father. Um, yeah, and only after being uh, recommissioned with the recommissioning device. Were they able to temporarily regain their memories and supposedly change clothes instantaneously back into their Sector Z forms? Whoa. Wow. I think that, um... Wait, and then do they stay? No, it's I don't only remember. temporary. I don't remember. <laughs> they revert back to themselves at the end. Oh, there they are. Okay, I'm looking for their page on the Kids Next Door wiki. It is a very comprehensive wiki. It is. Over 1,600 pages. And, um... One, two, three, one, two... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the delightful children... This is... This is a classic trope. So you have the delightful children, group of five, three boys, two girls... Yes. And you have the Codename Kids Next Door, like the the main five, three boys, two girls. Um you have that that sort of setup. Oh, look at them with their little blazers. Aww. Their little matching clothes. They're so menacing. They're kind of like a uh, gestalt in a way. Mm-hmm. Are they all like speak the at the same time? Yeah, yeah. the rook. The Rook was a very good book. Very good book. Not um, a good TV show, though. Chose not to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was kind of weird that they changed the name to King's uh, Queen's Gambit, <laughs> uh, and then just like changed the entire plot. Yeah, that was but, really like, crazy. Yeah, that was a weird creative weird choice, choice on their part. Yeah. Also weird to have it be a sequel to Kids Next Door, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, I'm so, tired. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. 
if it helps, I'm, I'll tell you about an interesting, one of the most interesting villains um, that I think is... Um, Who do you think is the most interesting villain, Mr. Benjamin? I think it's um, Heinrich von Marzipan. Heim... Because, um, spoiler alert, uh, he is actually Henrietta von Marzipan. No. <gasps> bum, bum, bum! So, context. Number five uh, has a very big sweet tooth. So she has, like, a love-hate relationship with, like, Sticky Beard and all the, like, mm-hmm. candy-based pirates. Um, but before that, like, five years prior to the events that we're seeing in the show, um, she was a, um, a treasure hunter of sorts, like, Indiana Jones style. Um, sweet. With um, Henrietta von Marzipan, um, who was um, her friend, her best friend, who went on to, like, get candy with each other. But at this one pyramid, she got greedy and um, split her, um, like, soul into different um, caramel pieces, which she ate, uh, or thought she ate all of. So she lost part of her soul and turned into Heinrich. um, Oh, no. And blamed number five for her transformation into him. That makes sense. So all their um, all that rivalry is from him blaming her for this curse, um, but eventually she does um, uh, turn back into Henrietta. I'm sorry. What? That's very weird. What the fuck? I. I... <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I recognize I this feel... character. Right. I feel like I wasn't. I don't have enough time <laughs> to analyze this because there's 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 so many levels to this. Well, at one um, point, um, when he's Heinrich, um, I guess when, when they're Operation Heinrich, Chocolate. Yes, uh, he's turned into a chocolate monster by falling yes. into a chocolate volcano, yes. and everything he touches turns to chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a callback to that uh, story that I forget the name of, where the guy touches and everything he touches turns to gold. Oh, ben, you should know the story. You keep bringing the dude up. Um, <laughs> can you do uh, it? Um, <laughs> Who did you think guarded oh, the gate? Good job. Good hey! job. Good job. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's done it. They're, on- <laughs> They're only 36 stories. Yes. Ugh. Um. This is so weird. Okay, this actually brings me to another Kids Next Door episode mm. that I've been thinking about recently um, because I keep seeing... Um, trans women on the internet talk about it oh Um, it's season three episode one operation future uh season three number four learns he is to be sent to a boarding school but he's not worried he's always escaped from them before however he learns that the school is being run by an evil kid named madam margaret a girl who's getting high-tech aid from her future self her abominable plan is to create a twisted utopia where girls rule the world using a demonic weapon called the girlifying ray that can turn anything feminine. Number four's future self has to help them. Oh, uh, yes. For context, uh, number four is very hypermasculine. Hypermasculine. Um, have also seen trans guys claim number four, um, which I think. It's all yeah. It's also important to recognize just in all these that uh, these are not number four Sorry, or anything. Yes. It is specifically number, 
N-U-M-B-U-H. And sometimes it's not even a real number. Uh, Tommy, uh, <laughs> number two's little brother, who's a detective, uh, claims the number T. Um, for Tommy. Yeah, T for, for Tommy. Tommy, baby. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm, but... That's interesting. Yeah, uh, kids, kids TV shows really do be like, hey, the villain is gender non-conforming in some way, huh? Huh. huh. <laughs> interesting. Mm. Wow. You don't wonder say. why that would be. There's no way that that could be a reinforcing cycle in which we are afraid of trans people and demonize them or gender non-conforming people generally and demonize them. And then we write them as villains because we find them scary. And then we find them scary because all the villains we see are gender non-conforming. And so then we do it more. Whoops. <sighs> oh, it was called the Super Girlifier Canon. Super Girlifier Canon. Oh, dear. Yep. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I just, I also love the, um, you know, there's so many layers to that one because, you know, there's the, tra- there's the transphobia, but there's also just <laughs> <laughs> such misogyny of like the, oh God, this awful utopia where girls rule the world. Like, yes, we can talk about how like, oh, you know. Just replacing an existing powers patriarchal power structure with like women at the top don't make a difference and like whatever. And often it's just um, patriarchal societies, but with women. And if that doesn't make sense, I mean that we're using masculine, um, we're using ideals of masculinity and just replacing the word masculinity with femininity. We're not changing anything about how we think about gender. Yeah. Um, but like that's so awful and terrible <laughs> like who wrote this mo willems and uh, mr well, warburton uh, mo- yeah <laughs> that's exactly who wrote in 2004 adult two adult men what hey 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 the storyboards were done by kim ardent matt peters jesse schmall and abigail nesbitt so and M- mr burton <gasps> went on to uh um, create and help uh, run Fish Hooks, the oh. high school fish show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Uh, what? I've, I'm not familiar. On Just after your time. Um, I didn't okay. watch. Yeah, I didn't watch Fish Hooks, but at least I knew what it was. Seven D on Disney, all about the seven dwarves. Oh, oh, okay. I've heard good things about that. And he currently. I haven't heard anything. His current project. That's right. The revamp of the Muppet Babies, man. They're revamping. They're Why? revamping the Muppet Babies. It's been going on for a few Why years we, now. We don't need to. Do Why that, must though? everything I've loved be exhumed from the so, earth? I don't know about y'all. This is going to be a controversial opinion. Okay. Um, don't tell my friends that I've said this. Uh, but I don't know. I like to me. I was never that big a fan of the Muppets. I feel like like I just, mm-hmm. like they just sort of happened. And boot I was like, Chris off the call, real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's just. Uh... <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's it's not like, I guess some of their things are kind of fun, but I don't know. I never really had a deep personal connection to the Muppets. Like, I never was like, oh, yes, this is an integral part of who I am as a person. Not even the Christmas Carol? The, like, I've the watched Muppet it. Christmas Carol, and you don't love it? It's so fun. Like, I guess it's okay. Uh, does it have a song saying thank you very <laughs> okay. much? Thank you very uh, much. That's the nicest, that's the thing, nicest that thing that anyone's ever done for me. 
Do we have another song that starts? I just want to note that all of us are trained singers. On this beautiful Christmas morning, if I wish Please cut this. Chris taking off his uh, ear. Can I get an F for all the um, listeners who just uh, turned this off? I'm going to lower the volume on that bit. Um, that, that was a... For those of you who don't know, we're referring to Scrooge. Uh, it was a movie musical about um, the Half-Blood Prince. Pretty um, much. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, okay, Scrooge. It took place oh. on Treasure Planet. Scrooge <laughs> is the superior Christmas Carol adaptation. We can all agree on that. Muppet Christmas Carol, close second. Oh, you know what um, reminds me of that? Uh, oh my god, is that a cat? Oh, nice, Hello. nice cat. Um, Grew it myself. <laughs> uh, the Kids Next Door aired on a thing called Cartoon Cartoons. Cartoon Cartoons. Which was then turned into Cartoon Planet. On Cartoon Planet. And then Cartoon Network? Yeah, on Cartoon Network. Oh, oh, hi, this kid. I didn't see you. <laughs> it was like a... Um, it was like in conjunction with Boomerang. I think when they Interesting. during okay. a time when they aired old episodes of other shows too. How's how's Biscuit doing? She's doing great. I I was <laughs> she she wanted to jump up, but I didn't notice her, so she started like scratching the chair and be like, "Hey, hey, let me up, let me cuddle you." And now she is here. Aww. What's what's her favorite uh, candy episode? Oh, dude, she she really likes. Um, Is it Cat Lady? You know that that one episode. Oh, Cat Cat Lady was pretty great. I did really like that. Episode. Oh my god, the um, Macaroni Art Museum, the Macaroni yes. Museum of Art. That was good. Yes. That was good. I don't. Know, I'm I'm trying to like remember episodes because so many of them just sort of blend together. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm point. just looking through the episode descriptions and being like, oh right, that one, that one. I remember yeah, yeah, bits yeah. from that, but I truly can't bring any of these to mind immediately. Yeah, I remember one of like the hamsters where they become like ghost hamsters or something, yes. and then they fight the regular hamsters because also um, kids next door. Like, all their tech is run on energy generated from hamsters running on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great. Um, <laughs> and so that's why the cats are then such an enemy, because they go after the hamsters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't think dogs are ever really brought up. Um, no, there is an episode related to the hamsters where number three, the one who... Um, oh, I love number yes, three. Yes, uh, she... We'll get to her in a, a second. Um, but... Uh, She's on my hand. She has a pet skunk, if you remember that episode, with that then like gets like injured and is um being taken care of. That's very cute, Chris. Um <laughs> and then they have that big mechanical um skunk that she pilots. Yes, yeah, her big skunk mech. Yeah, yeah. But um, also oh what, yes. what, Rachel? No, go ahead. Uh, if you'll remember, number three has a very specific um, infatuation yes. with a thing called Rainbow Monkeys. Yes. Oh, I forgot about the Rainbow, yes. Monkeys. Rainbow Monkeys. Yeah. Tell me about the Rainbow Monkeys, Mr. Benjamin Williams. Uh, if you know what Care Bears are, you know what Rainbow Monkeys are. <laughs> Excellent. We did it. Good job, <laughs> we done team. We did it. Uh, <laughs> that is if Rainbow Monkeys had their own planet 
um, with real live rainbow monkeys. Oh yeah, no, the fact that they actually exist. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a fun, fun trope. Oh yes. Right, oh yes. Go. Rainbow <laughs> munchies. Their favorite cereal. Made out of rainbow monkey. Uh, yo, I want some this is making me want some like hashtag insert junk cereal sponsor here. <laughs> cereal. Um if you want your junk food <gasps> to be advertised on our podcast, then come and give us some money and I'll put your name in this episode. By supporting your spo- our sponsors are supporting us. Oh my god. Um, Operation Home. Number three takes her my first rainbow monkey to rainbow monkey retirement home. Oh yeah. And isn't it like using them to like oh god I can't even remember. It's like it's it's like destroying them or something to like fuel some evil whatever. Something like that. That's what all the episodes (laughs) are. Um (laughs) It's it's inevitably going to be some kind of dark thing. Um, yeah. Oh, you remember the asparagus scene? <clears throat> no. That's one of the Sticky Bird episodes, I think, where there's a huge sea of asparagus. Ooh, can't fall in there. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, and one of the most interesting episodes, um, going back to Henrietta von Marzipan. Oh, no. Um, it's actually, when um, she was Heinrich... Uh, is this uh, Temple of Doom about about um, uh, not wanting to wear ties and bow ties? Um, oh yeah. And there was instead of like um, having a villain, they just had a huge snake that was a tie and bats in the form of bow ties um, that I found like really inventive. Um, speaking of, sorry, not to, to, to bring it back yeah, like yeah. a couple yeah, seconds. Yeah. Um, the rainbow monkey mm-hmm. thing, uh, they're, they grind up the monkeys, like the monkey dolls, and turn them into the cereal. Oh, that's, God, that's, that's, that's a classic. That right. is classic. Was, that's classic. I was right. <laughs> yes. I... Also, um, the person doing it is that same person that did, um... The pink eye? Yeah. Oh, my... <laughs> of course. It's it's not the lunch lady person, is it? Or the old woman who feeds you disgusting stuff? I think it is. Um, because I know uh, number two, um, uh, who's like this the pilot guy, Claiborne. Yeah, he's very into her her dishes when no one else is. Yeah, yeah, trying to bribe number two. Um, yeah, let's talk about the um. The kids. The five? Yeah, the five kids. Yes, yes. Yeah. The children, if you will. First um, off, we got uh, number five. Let's go in des- descending order. Uh, okay. Number five, very cool gal. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Always got got a hat. Always got her hat. Oh. Um, we do occasionally see her eyes, but uh, usually it's under the hat. It's for a dramatic effect when you see her eyes. Mm. Her name is uh, yeah. Abigail Gilligan uh, Lincoln. Yep. Um, she's kind of like a tomboy-esque character. Um, she's much mm-hmm. more of like the logical type um, who is able to like get stuff done when number one isn't around. Yeah, she's like second yeah. in command, which is weird because she's number five, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
and she's the younger sister of Cree, also voiced by, and she's um, voiced by the same actor who plays um, Number Five, whose name is also Cree in real life. Oh, interesting. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. It's in the right little. Piece. And Cree is one of the operatives of the um, the teenagers. Oh. <gasps> and. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. She does have that older sister. Or and one of the the most intense confrontations between them is when at point blank range, Cree uh, shoots the um, chicken pox gun into um, uh, number five, infecting her with the chicken pox. Just like you yeah. did. Just like I did. Just like Ben It's okay. Did. Ben's the only one of us who got chicken pox. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, hashtag get the vaccine when you Yeah, can. vaccine's yeah. good. Ben was just a baby baby. He yes, he yes. caught it before he could get the vaccine. A baby baby. God damn it. God damn and I would it. like to not catch another virus. <laughs> please, please. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Did we also mention that number five is black? The kids are like... Yes. No, we haven't mentioned that. She's yeah, pretty much the like... only black uh, operative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. for... Well, I mean, yeah, later on, there get to be more, but definitely not the norm. No. Yes. That's, An operation... that's the thing. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, operation what, Ben? Maurice uh, is a person that she looks up to who is also black, who uh, turns out to be a, a double agent for the team. Um, for... <gasps> no! He, he is a teenager, but he's a double agent for the KND. And, and okay. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, it's the, the main five. We have... Um, number five, who's black, um, and then number th- number three, I think is Asian, um, right? She's the... she's Japanese, um, Japanese, American. Thank you. Um, and then and we're like, oh, that's some diversity, and that's hey, like it for a we while. Al- we also got an Australian in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, number, number four, four is Australian, Australian. and who, uh, and and number reason. one is bald. Um, yes, so and, very... Bri- and British. <laughs> And actually, number two is our token fat character. Um, and uh, German-American. And really into airplanes. And really into airplanes. And puns. And, I and do appreciate number two's main personality trait is not liking food and being fat. Actually, um, wow! no, 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 no. To no, a degree. No, no, no. To a degree. He does have other things that he does, um, which is, yeah, I can't say about all media that has a to- one single um, fat kid, so... I will say in the pilot episode, the way they take down the villain is that they shoot him out of a catapult. Hate that. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. And who is number four's uh, uncle, you ask? Is it, isn't it? That is exactly what I was asking. That's it right. It's, it's the Toilinator. <laughs> nice. Isn't number four's dad the one who's always fishing? Uh, no, that, that is... Is that an image that's just in my... Or is that number one's dad? That's number one's dad. Number one's dad. Number one is so, um... That's Nigel's dad. Yes. Number one is so tough and, and cool. Uh, cool cool dude. Head of the kids next door. And then his dad is like... Plays the sousaphone or something. Like, he's like a, a little... Uh, a dork oh, dad. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. he's so embarrassed nice by him. He's he's pretty. One might call him a zero. (laughs) (laughs) Another fun thing about this show is the naming of people. uh, These operatives, because uh, what else would you call an Australian operative but Wallaby (laughs) Beatles? Yeah. 
It's true. And his little brother, um, Joey. Joey, yeah. Yeah. Also, just to be clear, y'all y'all got my joke. Yeah, earlier, yeah, right? yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. I just I wasn't sure. I was I was really proud of the joke. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for reassuring me. And uh, number three, uh, her name is uh, Kuki uh, Sanban or Sa- Sanban. I, I forget how they pronounce in the show. But she and number four have kind of a thing going. Yeah. It's yeah. Really... Yeah. yeah, I guess it's it's, it's there. Certainly. Don't. <gasps> oh. oh. Oh, I can't. I can't share my screen. Oh, oh I can. No. I can oh, let no. you. Um, but first I'm gonna say, so number three and number four, um, have that little romance. Didn't number two and number five? I think so. That sounds right. To an extent. Also, I still can't share. I'm trying. Okay, now. Oh, I'm a co-host now. Excellent. Ben's not a co-host. I'll make you a co-host, Ben. Oh, thank you. Okay. Oh, no, now I can't. Oh, wow. Baby Chonkers is not pleased that I took a picture (laughs) before helping her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that cat is stuck. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, no, for all of you at home, um, I just shared a picture, uh, which is exactly the right thing to share in an audio medium um, with my siblings, of a cat balancing between two tree limbs, and they're very fluffy and cute. And so, stuck. Hope that hope that uh, mental image uh, really isn't impactful uh, to you. If you wanted to know, it was posted in the This Cat is Chonky Facebook group uh, on uh, Sunday, January 31st. Chris, please. At at 4.06 p.m. So number two, uh, (laughs) his his name, you guessed it, is uh, Hogarth Pennywhistle Gilligan Jr. It's so good. Oh my... Wait, 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 let me... Otherwise known as Hoagie, which is another... Oh, that's right, that's right. Another yeah. name for a sub, or a hero, or whatever. Um, this episode, Operation Pop, the candy's soda pop is sought out by an evil industrialist. The legal age for drinking soda has been changed to 13. Number two is caught selling illegal soda at a local bar and discovers a conspiracy to bottle kids. There's so many directions in this in this three sentence description. Yeah, they they have full reign to do whatever. Oh, oh, number two is turned into a teenager when an experiment goes horribly wrong. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. And uh, then there's number one. Yes. He is bold. The leader. He got sunglasses. He got those um, Wizard of Oz shoes where he clicks together and turns into propellers. Oh, yeah, he's got rocket shoes. Oh, I yes. forgot about Yeah, yeah, that's in the opening. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. It's uh, pretty cool. He he's, uh, has a relationship through part of the series um, to Lizzie Devine. Yes. Who's that? Um, that is, um, uh, she's, um, oh, yeah. She's, um, his ex girlfriend now, um, and years later she's revealed yep. to actually be, um, a galactic operative. 
Yeah. Um, but she eventually breaks up with him because she realizes that she'll always come second to his work. Sad. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, number one is actually related to the delightful children from down the lane because father is his uncle. <gasps> no. Making grandfather his grandfather. No. Exactly. So it's kind of like a um, Star Wars saga. It's all in the family type deal. And then you have um, the very specifically numbered uh, folks. Um, like um, number 274, which was Chad Dickinson, who was like the original like Supreme Commander until he turned into a teenager and became evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Like we that w- we saw that happen in real real time. Yeah, yeah. Um, number one really looked up to him. Exactly. Can I just make a short point about this? Won't be short. Can I make a point about <laughs> about the weird like kid teen adult divisions in Kids Next Door? Yeah. So here's here's my thing. The elderly aren't your enemy. <laughs> um, I feel like there's this tendency among people my age and a little younger um, to maybe see generational divides as like complete and impassable and like that everyone older than you is going to be more conservative and that everyone older than you like doesn't. Anyway, um, things like things like queer liberation, things like the civil rights movement have been going on for a while. Um, and there are a lot of older progressives. There are a lot of older progressives who died young, and so we have a lot more conservative older people. But also it's just like this idea that like, I don't know, there's A, the idea that just inherently gener- like older people are your enemy, um, and also the idea like right now I'm seeing Gen Z hate millennials and Gen X and boomers. And it's like, Hey guys, I don't know. Maybe just listen, we can hate Gen X. That's fine. That's Okay. Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But like also, we got to refer to ourselves as the greatest generation, Chris. But also it's like this, like, like the flip side of that is then also this idea in our culture that like, Oh, you'll you believe that now? Well, when you get older, you'll change your mind. And it's like, uh, well, aging doesn't <laughs> aging don't act don't actually do that. Like that's not how it works. Mm. That's not how beliefs work. Like I don't know. I feel like Kids Next Door falls into that where it's like obviously as you get older, you get more evil, <laughs> and you and you don't remember what it was like being a kid. Um, mm. Don't trust anyone over thirty. Oh, Chris! Chris, (laughs) what? Soon. I'm not thirty yet. Soon. I'm still a youth. Also, do you guys hear that loud, uh, like high-pitched noise? Yes, I do. I think it's coming from Rachel. It might be the computer. Other fans. Mute mute yourself for a sec. Oh wait. Yeah, she muted herself. Yeah, I don't hear it anymore. Yeah. That's really weird. Well. Oh, I don't actually hear it anymore yeah. now either. But, alright, we'll 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 be sure to let you know. 
Oh, Zoom uh, is using but, a different mic from my Audacity recording. That's weird. Hmm. But, um, I don't know. I feel like the... Rachel, I think you make a lot of good points there. Um, I feel like Kids Next Door is more playing on the dichotomy between, like, legitimate children yeah. and, like, adults. Because teenagers are also seen as, you know, evil mm -hmm. in this world, right? And so it really is just sort of anything outside of, you know, childhood bliss before you're really having to deal with anything. Mm -hmm. And being like, oh, man, there's such a huge divide here. What's going on? Yeah. And focusing on yeah. that. But I do agree that it's important to point out that that narrative shouldn't be one that we hold on to uh, our whole lives. Yeah. It definitely acknowledges the... Except with Gen X. Gen X, mm -hmm. like, we can... We can <laughs> Your own father. Uh, excuse me, he has no generation. <laughs> remember? Can't box me in. Just like uh, little Benjamin here. I'm what they call a cusper. Or a zillennial? Please, please go away. I, please I just... go away. <laughs> I, I feel like this this show seems to like um, to those ends uh, acknowledge the um, how how intense those feelings are for younger kids about these things and like how enormous uh, um, a a problem um, they may seem to a young person who's watching the show, and try to relate to that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and legitimize that, which is fascinating. Yeah, I think that shows like Kids Next Door legitimize youth culture, but not, not even youth culture, like kid culture. Like that treehouse, your, your little gang of kids on your street who you hang out with and you do missions with, and you build mm. weird shit that you pretend works. Like... I, I feel like it gives into a lot of that fantasy that I think is in, sort of in a lot of make-believe that kids do, which I think is really cool. Uh, oh. Jeez. <laughs> oh, God. Please keep that in. Good luck finding that one, Rachel. Uh, to those uh, ends, um, I'll, I'll leave with my one of my favorite um, contraptions that they made. Well, first, it's the two-by-four thing that they just snap um anya oh with the little magnet yeah, yeah. yeah. no i do love um, that that's one. very satisfying um and then there's um one that um hoagie number two carries sometimes um that's a like a heat ray a heat blaster that of course is made out of a hair dryer with a chili pepper in there oh yeah that's the thing is all the weapons are these things that if you were a kid would think, oh, yeah, I want to make like a freeze ray. I'll put like an ice cube and a fan and boom, we made yeah. it. But then it actually has those mm -hmm. effects. You know, it's it's very fun. Or I want to suck memories out of someone. Obviously, you need a plunger. Obviously. Obviously. It's actually pronounced plunger. Exactly. I don't know why I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that might be all. I don't know. You have anything else for us, Ben? Um, it originally was like a con conceived in like '99, but premiered as like that pilot in 2001 as a series in 2002. Um, and let's see what else. It got like a really good run. Um. It went from, like, 2002 to 2008, and then, like, mm -hmm. was re-ran for a number of years. Um, mm. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, and there was, like, uh, the actual, like, ending wasn't actually, like, meant to be an ending. They were anticipating oh. um, making a spin-off series focusing on the Galactic kid ne- Kids Next Door, but it never got greenlit. Um, mm. So Operation Interviews, the last movie, uh, is the se- series finale. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also, um, speaking of gender tropes, um, uh, number 86, I believe, um, who was uh, Fanny. Um Oh my god, why is this? Yeah, yeah. She she was the Irish or um like, yes. yeah, yeah, one who was uh very sexist towards any male um yeah. Yeah, operative. Um That was a character. Love that. Um mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the thing in shows like this is it's always girls who hate boys being demonized. But boys who hate girls is just the norm. Like that's what yeah. you're doing with this. <laughs> that's yep. my point. I was trying to make. Like that's that is, what yes. you're doing. Um, Oof. All right. Well. Sorry, I'm, I'm having a crisis. Let's wrap this up before Chris Very cuts good. his hair live <laughs> on podcast. Um, uh, that's another episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, I don't have the. <laughs> You can, you can um, find us on social media. We are at official RC Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And what's your Pokemon Go uh, code, Chris? Yeah, um, I was in the process of opening that up. Actually. Nice, nice. Um, oh, we forgot yeah. some of the most iconic villains. Um, oh yeah, Mr. Boss, who's just a corporate executive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a cigar. With a cigar. Doesn't he become a baby? At he some does point? become. They all well, become babies at some point. Boss Hashtag baby. boss baby. Am I right? Counts. Uh, Count spank you lot. Yeah, I remember count spank you lot. Oh, oh yeah, all this like spanking vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of spanking vampires, if you want to add me on Pokemon <laughs> Go and give me gifts, um, my trainer code is zero four seven four four eight one four. Five seven six zero. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's important over here in the so- South Carolina. Also, Jennifer Hale played number six. Why do th- why do I know them? They sound very familiar. Jennifer Hale. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Number six. Uh, eighty six. Uh, eighty six. Fanny. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Metal Gear. I don't know the name. Just Metal Gear Solid. Uh. Metroid Prime, Powerpuff Girls. What was? What were they in Powerpuff Girls? Powerpuff Girls. Girls. We are riders on a mission. Oh my God! You can't just say other works, Powerpuff Girls, and then not tell me who you are in Powerpuff Girls. Um. Chances. Oh, they were in Totally Spies. Oh, yeah. Okay. As well. Yeah. Jennifer Hale Power Huff. Totally Spies fucking Girls. wild. Yeah, we should do Totally Spies Yeah, at some I used point. to watch that. Oh, we lot. should also do uh, Winx, since that just got a reboot. Didn't oh, it? my God. I actually... Winx Club got a reboot! Oh, Chris. That's right, yes. And it's, and it's, it's like, disgusting. <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> Is it? Um, have you seen any of the stills? It's, like, brown. There's no color. 
Isn't it like Riverdale almost? Yeah, they made it dark. Oh, they made it a live, live action. action. What? Yeah. And look, if you want to make a live oh, action shit. Winx Club, um, that's fine. Just make it fun and cool and bright and colorful. By making you, also everything about it is not Winx Club. <laughs> they they basically just took the the names <laughs> and that's it. Uh, no, they also like you know some of them wear uh, red mm. very often. Some of them wear blue very often. Uh, green. Yeah, I'm. So, oh, purple. I'm so sorry. I can't see that unless I turn my brightness up to two thousand <laughs> percent. <laughs> There's there's also uh, one other kids' next door thing I want to cover before we end this. Oh, okay, okay. There's a crossover episode with from Adventures of Billy and Mandy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they are in the same art style, right? Uh, so, sort of ish. similar art style. I feel like um, Kids Next Door is a little more one note than. Yeah, uh, Kids Next Door. Uh, the outlines match the interior color, whereas in Grim Adventures, mm. it's all black outlined, pretty much. Oh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, Mandy is number one. I do remember this image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's good. Oh, I love Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that at some point. Nice. Cool. Uh, is there anything else y'all want to say before we boop-skidoo the boop-a-doo-boo? Um, not for me. Uh, please reach out if there's a, a thing from your childhood um, in the early 2000s, of course, um, 1990s, 1990s too. too, that you'd want us to talk about, you know? Because we, we want that engagement, you know, uh, leveraging our uh, platforms and <laughs> um, uh, stonks um, by GME. Oh Ben, Speaking this of is going to be I'm so out of sure. date when we at, when we air this episode in two months. <laughs> Can we talk also about how Kids Next Door really is an allegory for the allegory? Of okay, the so I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>